You want to talk about a guy who's done nothing with his life. Listen to this. Dr. Frank Z graduated from Peking University in Beijing, China, with a bachelor's degree in earth science. Then he was admitted to graduate school of Peking University to study geochemistry and cosmochemistry. He then attended Purdue University in West Lafayette, Indiana, and he pursued a doctorate in chemistry in the mid-1980s, and then he continued to get an MBA in finance, oh, and a PhD in marketing from the Robinson College of Business at Georgia State University. He's... Guys got I mean, no ambition. It's I embarrassing. Mean, it really is. It's embarrassing. I went to Yale for a semester, and I'm a doctor. I have a doctorate. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I know and I have, a, I have a doctorate in humanities, <clears throat> which means I can treat any problem in the entire human body. No, oh, is that what that means? That's what it oh, wow. Pretty sure that's wow. what it means. Uh, Dr. Z, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Glenn? <laughs> I'm very good. So I've been really concerned about the tariffs with China. I'm very concerned about the China 2020 and 2025 plan. Uh, the things that they have been doing really since the year 2000, and none of us have been paying attention to. That's right. uh, they, they are uh, positioning themselves as a country of great strength. I read an article from you this last weekend that says, no, you think that they are about to collapse. Yep, yep. Tell me about it. Well, the, we, we know that the, the trade war, that, that the so-called trade war, is, is actually uh, President Trump's you know, uh, action against China's unfair trade practice you know, have, been, have been ongoing for about two years now, one and a half years now. And it is working, as, uh, as I said, as you said, you know, it's working because, you know, it targets directly to the weak spot of the Chinese communist regime. They have been exploiting, you know, American, uh, American generosity, you know, and benefiting from trade with the U.S. with a huge surplus. And that is one thing. On the other hand, as you said, in their uh, Made in China 2020-2025 uh, program is actually a state sponsored, you know, uh, action to steal uh, technologies from the United States. It's not that China is trying to develop its own indigenous technology to develop its own economy. That, that's fine. That's normal, right? That's what the, every country should be doing. But in, in Chinese case, the regime actually, you know, has a systematic way of stealing, you know, technologies from the U.S. and forcing U.S. companies you know, to give them, to turn over the technology to them in exchange for market access. Yeah, they have, they have, I mean, I think this is the biggest robbery in human history uh, that has been going on. They have been, they have been stealing technology and really uh, raping the United States and the rest of the world for this technology. But I have read that China is not in the position, we used to think China, well, they're never going to be able to make anything quality and They've also not been able to um, uh, take that technology because they have a theft mentality, not a creation mentality, that they're not going to be able to uh, do anything on their own. And I've read recently that that's not true, that they have they have improved many of the products and many of the things themselves and are not in the same position as they were 20 years ago. Do you agree with that? Uh, to a degree, I think they are they are making progress towards quality, you know, uh, uh, 
made made their products more durable, but uh, but still it still lacks the the precision and uh, let's say the, the long term quality of American products or Japanese products. You know? So we we have this trade war going on, and um, I'm very concerned what it's doing to our economy. But you say that this is almost suicidal uh, for the Chinese because while we can replace those products, you know, at a higher rate, they don't replace the products from from coming from America. Uh, one, they I don't think they uh, we're paying a much higher rate. You know, maybe we can see slightly higher rate, you know, in the beginning. And, but in the long run or even the midterm, midterm uh, Run, you know, we'll see uh, the price not going to be rising on the rise. As seen, as we have seen, over the one and a half years, the, we haven't seen the inflation in this country yet. You know, we don't have, we don't see that. That's because in China, the the made in China, this world factory, their the rate wages is, has gone up so fast, so so much now, because the Chinese government basically printed tons of money, mm-hmm. you know, lots of money. To inflate the uh, uh, to inflate the currency mm-hmm. and and making the making the economy looks good and to stimulate the, the economy, but the people's wages are they are actually the the real actual wages is going down. But on the surface, at least in Chinese currency uh, RMB renminbi, you know uh, they seem to be making more and it costs more. The actually the cost of labor is is increasing now. The China is not as competitive as the Vietnam or Bangladesh or India because uh, because of rising inflation over there. So in that term, since those uh, war factories, you know, plants are actually relocating, the supply chain is moving to Vietnam, to Indonesia, or India, or other countries, Southeast Asian countries. So the price that we can anticipate in this country, I don't think it's going to go up that much for one. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, we can buy things, you know, that can replace Chinese imports, but China cannot replace American imports. They depend on us on some things as high as those high-tech technologies, communication, computers, you know, satellite, airplane components, all those high-tech stuff, as well as the low-tech stuff, you know, agriculture products. Nobody can produce, you know, so much soybeans or pork bellies or corns as cheap and as good as American farmers. And China needs that. You know, the the, the pork price has gone up so much in China. Now people are really complaining. Right, and they, they just released a huge amount of pork reserves that they had. I didn't even know people had pork on reserve, but they have freezers, you know, I don't know where, uh, yeah. thousands of them, and they had to release emergency pork reserves. Right, but they call it a strategic pork reserve. I think this is ridiculous. You know, you have strategic petroleum reserve. That's fine, but pork reserve. I mean, you can't storage that the pork for too long, right? I don't know the exact. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I I'm hoping the United States has pudding reserves because if things go to hell in a handbasket, I still need my pudding. <laughs> um, but that's a that's a different story. Um, there. Their um, banking sector is shady. Their uh, their GDP report is shady. I have always heard that they can't survive under 8% GDP, and they are around 4 according to their own reporting. 
Exactly. So, so actually, that eight percent is is a false. I can tell you the the old Chinese econo- economic numbers. You know, don't you can't trust them. Okay, so so what does this mean if they are indeed this unstable? What does this mean? What is coming to China? What and how will that affect the rest of the world? Well, if this is so unstable, it's because they falsify those numbers, including the correct the numbers, the, correct. the consumer price index, the CPI numbers, and uh, the bad debt numbers in banks, and they they cannot sustain that anymore. And now with the the factories. The supply chains moving out of China, the unemployment is going up, and uh, we believe that there are tens of millions of people being out of a job right now. But isn't uh, isn't this why they have the social credit scores? They work so hard to get that into place by 2020 because they're afraid of their own population, and they knew if they started to go unstable, they would have to have a way to control their populations, or there there might be a revolution. Exactly, you are exactly, absolutely right. Yeah, they are afraid of people. I think that's really the, it's the regime. It's not the Chinese people. It's the regime that's against its own people. They want to use this technology, you know, face recognitions or, you know, those AI technologies to monitor people, the social credit scores you have, you know. you If you are on their blacklist, if you are like a democracy activist, or religious you know, religious leaders or religious religious people, you know, people, if a Falun Gong practitioners, is underground Christians, Tibetans, you know, Uyghurs, you know, you cannot because they put on a social credit score on you and in the system, they can recognize you while you're on the street. You know, you, you cannot be, uh, you cannot freely buy, you know, airplane tickets or, you know, high-speed train, train tickets. So, let, let me ask you this question, uh, and I'm running out of time, and, and I thank you so much for your, your comments today. Um, but uh, if I have heard that even though Z is now um, in the Constitution as a ruler for life, that he is losing a lot of respo- uh, support in the Communist Party because things are not going well with the economy and things in Hong Kong are getting out of hand. And he was the guy who said, I won't let any of this happen. Is there a chance that President Z is in trouble from a, for a coup or anything like that? Yeah, it's very likely. I think it is that the power struggle is ongoing right now. And uh, those hardliners, you know, the Maoists, you know, the hardline, you know, communists, they are actually, you know, uh, putting a lot of pressure on him. You know, they accuse him of on, on the failure of the trade war and the problem situations in Hong Kong and the, the downward spiraling economy. And uh, there is a struggle there. I think the one only option for him is uh, if he had the guts, like uh, Gorbachev, you know, or Yeltsin mm-hmm. in Russia, he should really abolish this uh, party mm-hmm. and start over. But otherwise, this is the whole economy and the party itself, the regime, the communist rule, are all going down the drain as, as we see it. Dr. Frank uh, Z, thank you so much. Professor of the University of uh, South Carolina. Uh, you can find his, uh, his article, China Faces Economic Collapse Decoupling from World Markets. Uh, it is a fascinating read. Thank you very much, doctor. Appreciate it. And if that guy would get himself an education, yeah, imagine how good he'd be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just spend a couple more years in school. Too lazy. Honestly, uh, lazy. Probably, probably it'd take me like 600 Sad. lifetimes to get all of that education. <laughs> 
Global warming and eugenics. Why was CO2 chosen to blame uh, for global warming? That coming up with Dr. Timothy Ball in just about 40 minutes from now. Uh, This is the guy who has proven that hockey stick chart was a total fraud. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 He was actually he was actually uh, sued. And so he went to court and said, "Okay, I just need the scientist to turn over his data and I can prove it because this is this is how I figured out that it's wrong. And so I just need to see his raw data and I can prove that I'm correct, Your Honor. So the uh, judge said, well, you got to turn that all over. And the scientist said, uh, I, no, uh, no, I'm going <laughs> to uh, I withdraw right. my lawsuit I withdraw my lawsuit. Wow. Yeah. So he's on uh, with us in just a few minutes because there's a there's a lot going on with global warming. And and one of those things is there's a lot of people that are very, very sad that we only have 12 years to live uh, before it's all over. And uh, they're actually starting now. Uh, like many AA programs, uh, counseling programs for people who are very concerned about global warming. <laughs> and uh, what I don't think is included in in those sessions is shut up. It's not happening. <laughs> no, we, it... we have longer than 12 years. OK, mm-hmm. it's we, we may have 1200 years. I mean, Jesus could come back in 12 years. But the sun's not going to spiral into the earth in 12 years. It's not going to happen. Relax. Isn't that, it amazing that even the scientists who did that report, the report they keep citing about the 12-year the thing, they have come out and said, that's not what we said. Yeah, I know. That, that is not what we were saying I in know. that report. We didn't say we have 12 years. And they, But they just keep repeating the same lie over the and press over and over and again. The, the press and the left, they don't care. Mm. They really don't not at all. care. It they, doesn't have to be real. No, not, none of it. Look at the, well, look at what the New York Times with Kavanaugh. It doesn't have to be real. They just, if as long as they keep saying it, I mean, I hate to bring this name up, but I do believe that it was Adolf Hitler that said, if you just say a big lie over and over and over again, eventually everybody believes it. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. And And the kids all believe it. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go to school. It it doesn't matter uh, where you've come from in in a political, socio political uh, arena. They all believe it. They all believe it. I mean, there might be a few exceptions, but if you've been through public school in the United States, you've been pretty well indoctrinated that global warming is real. I got that with my own kids. Uh, at least one of them. Is just <laughs> totally into it. Yeah. She's totally sold on global warming, and uh, I keep telling her it's like point nine degrees. It is not catastrophic. It's not a catastrophic problem. How do you account for the global warming and the global cooling in the past? Did you see the story that came out yesterday about you know all of the emergencies that didn't happen? Yeah. In the past, yeah, uh, I saw it on the where blaze. they were wrong over and over and yeah, over again. I saw it on the blaze yesterday. Let's see if I have it. Do you happen to have it? I do. Yeah, yeah. in 1967, in the yeah. Salt Lake Tribune, dire famine by 1975. Dire famine forecast by 19. 19- it's already too late. Was the sub headline? <laughs> uh, Salt Lake Tribune also 1967. Everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam blue by 1989. Steam. Wow. Wow. Do you remember that day? I don't. I've completely <laughs> forgotten it. 
Yeah. Uh, the New York Times in 1969. Foe of pollution sees lack of time. The trouble with almost all environmental problems, according to Paul Ehrlich, the population biologist, is that by the time we have enough evidence to convince people, you're it's dead. Too it's we, too late. We must realize, unless we're extremely lucky, everybody will disappear in a cloud of blue steam in 20 years. Oh, <laughs> okay. And he right. is still still babbling it. He is still a leading scientist and yeah. leading thought figure for the left on what's coming. And he's wrong every, every time. time. But only every time. Right. <laughs> it's not more than that. Right. I mean, you know, the blue steam <laughs> thing. You know, he was close. Really close. He was close. He was Almost red got steam. That one. It was red yeah. steam. <laughs> That we all disappeared in, but I don't know why people are listening to this. More in just a second. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Now, I don't want anybody to... I don't want anybody to think that this is a violation of the First Amendment at all, because it's not. It's just common sense legislation from California. California lawmakers have now passed a resolution um, uh, telling religious groups, including Christian pastors and and churches, to embrace the LGBTQ worldview, even if it contradicts the moral values (laughs) of those religious groups. Oh, I see. So if you've got some religious beliefs that the LGBTQQIA2 plus society yes. doesn't agree with, you've got to switch to theirs. You Forget yours. Right. And you're, just yours. Re- you're required by law, but hmm. the law is just and right. And you are not. Huh. See, that's what people forget. Right, yeah. You yeah. got yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got the Bible thing. That's whatever. Cute. It's but, cute. It's cute and it's old. It's old, it's dusty. You right. think the federal document But it is adorable, right? It it's is adorable. adorable that some it of these is... cute little people believe that stuff. I love maroons. They are adorable. Oh, There's they no other are. word for them. They are. Sometimes I just oh, like boy. to bring them over and just talk to them. Like, give them a so hug. Tell me something else. Tell me Squeeze their else. cheeks. Yeah. You were so cute when you say those things. <laughs> Who died for your sins? Who died for your sins? Oh, I love those people. I'm so glad that California lawmakers have seen through that whole thing. Yeah, thank you. Uh, anyway, so they want... The they, smoke screen of religion. <laughs> is finally clear. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, the Democrats, what a surprise, and can you tell the difference between the two in California? The nope. Democrat uh, Assembly Concurrent Resolution 99... Uh, introduced by Democratic Assemblyman Evan Lowe, mentions what many believe are problems with so-called conversion therapy or counseling for people struggling with same-sex attraction. The resolution calls on all Californians, including religious groups, to embrace the individual and social benefits of family and community acceptance of LGBTQI people. That is amazing. Right. The legislator calls upon religious leaders to counsel on LGBTQ matters from a pay- place of love. Oh, man. We've already done that. We have? But, I mean, some of those cute little Jesus people. <laughs> they already 
say that he said they should love everybody. Yeah, but they don't mean it. <laughs> they don't mean it. They don't mean Not it. Not for a minute. No, they don't Thank love. Thank you, California. Yeah. I don't need your thoughts, your <laughs> prayers, or your love. Except for the mandated by law love. Yeah, that love we need. That love. Yeah, okay. Because you you've got, you know, you've got Jesus. Yeah, you got cute. God. Mm-hmm. You got his book of rules. It's mm. so, so cute compared to the, the California uh, state and its laws. When you start looking at the regulation of California, you're going to start to see a divine plan. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a religion. Yeah, it is. It is a religion. It absolutely is. You must comply. You must comply. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the left doesn't see that they have become... The people who locked Galileo up in the tower. Absolutely. I mean, they say that they're for science. They're not for science. Look, I can read a thermometer. I can look at climate change. Uh, I can also look at the history. I can also look at all of the failed predictions of your doomsday sayers. You know, mm-hmm. where where is this climate change? Point nine is not a catastrophe. You can't even, and I know there's a difference between weather and climate, but you can't even predict what's going to happen at the end of next week, let alone tomorrow, let alone a hundred years from now. You, you are just living in a world of lies now between climate change, this gun control stuff, none of these things that they're suggesting are actually going to change anything. It won't change anything. And they know it. Can we have a real conversation on what some of the problems are in our society? Everything, if you don't believe it, their high priests will come and they will get you. They will silence Mm. you because you're a heretic. And I hope the left is waking up to this. I know not the left. I hope the Democrats are waking up to this. You are in bed with really dangerous people who will come after you and your family if you don't confess your sins. NBC is giving you an opportunity to do that right now. Shut up. No. I, really? Yeah. They, uh, yesterday they launched a climate confessions <gasps> section. Oh, Meant to have... gather anonymous admissions of alleged guilt. I feel like I need some uh, church of music. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Even those who care deeply about the planet's future can slip up now and then. Oh, my goodness. Tell us. Confess. Where do you fall short? Confess. Preventing climate change. Oh, my God. Do you blast the AC, throw out your lo- half your lunch, grill a steak every week? Now, I'd say it's closer to every night. Uh, share your anonymous confession with NBC News. Do they call this? This would be it's a clever amazing. name for this for NBC wow. News. Takalata to Takamata. What do you think? <laughs> Where you can confess. Like Takalata to Takamata. And uh, it's no, con- I mean, it, yeah, okay. It is an inquisition. You're going to confess or we're going to kill you. But if you confess, we might also kill you. <laughs> It just depends. Well, it's just, how bad are your sins? How bad are your sins? Yeah, some people so, are going to have to go. You know, Pat, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I am not only a doctor, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I am also a reverend. I, I actually I, do know that. I am a yes. reverend, Church of Universal uh, uh, Universal Life, Modesto, California. So I am a... Cost us 25 bucks to get those. No, it's $50 between the two of us. Right. So I could hear your confession. You could hear mine. 
uh-huh. but I am a Reverend Doctor Glenn Beck. Wow, uh, which you don't have the doctorate. Could so. you hear Al Gore's confession? Uh, I could. Does he does he want to confess? Does he have something? Let me close the curtain here so nobody knows who he All is. Right. Mm. Okay, now I've clo- <laughs> closed it. Now, Al, welcome. Forgive me, Glenn, for I have sinned. Yes. It's been 64 years since my last confession. Now, this is a climate confession. Exactly. All right, confess. I have flown private jets all over the world. Right, right. Indiscriminately. Oh, boy. I ride fleets of SUVs wherever I go. Mm-hmm. And several years ago, Glenn, I sold out my principles for money. <laughs> Now when I sold my company to the oil barons in Qatar. Right, right. I also won an Academy Award for duping but stupid people with my climate <laughs> hysteria. But they were so stupid, they didn't know they were being demeaned. Mm. Mm. Now, Al, I ran out of Hell Marys that you could say uh, just on the, yeah. the airline jet mm-hmm. uh, thing. So I... <laughs> I think we're going to have to I think we're going to have to have you executed but but only for the religion only I've also for the religion planted 14 trees for climate 14 offset 14 trees for the carbon offset wow yeah. that is beautiful if that saves my life yeah i mean it with 14,000 trees so let me let me ask you this pat uh if uh if you had something to confess like you had a hamburger because mm-hmm. that's really what they're asking, isn't it? Well, yeah. Like a grilling a steak a week? Come on. No, but that's what NBC but is. But that's what they are asking. They about. are yes. asking for people to yes. give their climate confession. Yeah. Do you need any more evidence that this has become a religion? A religion? Oh, absolutely not. They it's, have replaced God. This is Nietzsche. Yeah. God is dead. So what are you going to replace him with? The climate. Yeah, Gaia. Yeah. They have replaced uh-huh. it. And now NBC... These people who hate religions, well, except for Islam, uh, they hate religion, mm-hmm. but they are now making themselves a pastor in the church of progressivism. It's exactly what's happening. It's exactly what's happening. And I have to tell you, I've had steaks. I've had hamburgers. I've had steaks and hamburgers on private jets. Whoa. Yeah. And I loved every second. <laughs> wow. And I wish I could take every listener on a private jet with a steak <laughs> and a hamburger. And I, if we could, we'd do it every single day. And I feel good about it. I feel really good about it. I don't it. think there's any amount of Our Fathers or Hail Marys. No, I'm not asking would, for any. Yeah, it, no, that, I'm not asking work. for anything. It wouldn't work. No, and I, uh, but I don't <laughs> think I need them because I enjoyed them. And quite frankly, you liar, so have you. <laughs> <laughs> so have you. <laughs> You know, this is a really good, uh, really good example of of what I said to you, that everything that you thought was solid will be liquid and everything will be liquid will be solid and the world will be upside down. Let me give you a couple of stories here. First of all, Saudi oil attack. This, according to CBS News now, approved was approved by Iran's supreme leader. So what we told you yesterday now, it may have. It may have come with more credibility, you know, when we did it yesterday because we were talking to the 12th Imam from the well. Yeah. Um, the well that he fell down in the first place. Yeah, in 873. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so. Uh, Actually, he, was, he didn't fall. He's the 12th Imam. Yeah. But his mom, 
put him put, put him in the put well. the imam right down and, there. And she said she's coming back. At yeah, some she point. did. So the so so many of the Iranians are waiting for the twelfth mom to return. He's waiting for his, his mom, mom to return. So mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of cute the way the whole thing is working. It out. Is. Anyway, uh, what we told you yesterday that this was coming from the supreme leader is true. Now uh, it did, um, and we'll give you more on that. Saudi Arabia, they are still. Uh, uh, they've struck back. Uh, we are still looking at uh, uh, other things that we can do. Um, I think we are. It's interesting that we are holding off. Bolton yesterday said that by Donald Trump not striking after the drone strike, we have taught them to do this. I don't know if that's true. Usually mm. it has always been true, but I, I don't know if that's true this time. I, I don't know what to do. We're in a bad situation here. That's the thing. I don't either. But listen just... to this. Listen to this. Okay, so, you know, the uh, Saudis were going to put up their entire oil system, Aramco, that is privately owned by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. It pays mm. everybody in Saudi Arabia. That's how they keep all of those crazy people in line. They've just given them cash. Everybody is living off of oil cash up until recently. Remember when I said everything would be upside down and you wouldn't recognize the world? Well, here it is. Uh, Saudi Arabia is hemorrhaging cash and they're out. They have no more money. Wow. Think of that. Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Is broke. Because they weren't saving their money. Mm-hmm. Instead, what they were doing was just paying distributing the, it to the people, paying the population. Yeah. Women in Saudi Arabia don't work. So 50 percent of the population is out of the workforce already. Retirement age in Saudi Arabia for men is 55. Saudi men are allowed to opt out of working in the oil industry and can hire somebody, generally an Indian, an Ethiopian, somebody else to work for them. So they're getting paid. The deal is you got to work for Ramco. Well, these guys are getting paid and they're like, I've got so much money. I'm just going to hire some foreigner to do it. So they don't work. They don't have any kind of history of working. They've hired people from other countries to come in and work. And more than 38% of the Saudi population believes what the UN would call the poverty line, even though the stated GDP capita is among, among the highest in the world. So they've got all kinds of issues. And to show you how bad things are, uh, they have tried to do an IPO of their oil system. Uh, I think this is the third time now. The first time they were trying to raise $2 trillion. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, they, they thought they could. And wow. uh, they only, when they offered the first IPO, $50 billion is all they raised. That's just a little bit short. A little short. A couple of bucks. Yeah. Uh, then they did it again, mm. uh, and it was a disaster. They were expecting to do an IPO uh, this week, and when they did, uh, or when the oil uh, fires started, every financial expert said, don't, wait a year. The prince now has said the conditions in Saudi Arabia are so bad that they cannot wait a year, and that IPO is going up today. They're putting Aramco up for an IPO today. Wow. With all of its trouble. Wow. The world's a little unstable. A little unstable. Good thing is, 
our political system's not, nor are any of the candidates that are running, you know, for the Democrats or Republicans. I mean, I think everybody is totally stable here. Good news. Good news. You're listening to Glenn Beck.